برنامه های جدیدمون دوباره پیش شما برگردیم. خب برنامه این هفته هم رو به اتمامه. آهنگ پایانی هم موسیقی متن سریال تلویزیونی آهوی ماه نهم رو انتخاب کردم ساخته رامین بهنا با صدای حامد نیکپی. از همینجا یعنی استودیو سی جی در دانشگاه سایمون فریزر بر فراز تپه برنبی در شهر ونکوور با شما خدافزی می کنم. پاینده باشید. Listening to C I T R 101.9 Vancouver. God damn it, baby, no, I ain't lying to you. I'm only gonna tell you one time. A groin grabbingly great station.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Stereoscopic Readout here on 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio. And I'm your host, Darren, and the show is, as always, your source for psychedelia, garage rock, freak beat, acid punk, folk rock, prog, and other socially and musically relevant artifacts from 1965 to today, including the theme of tonight's show, which is Ontario 1965 to 1971 part two uh if you are interested if you're just tuning in and you want to hear what happened in part one you can always go to www.citr.ca and download a podcast um go to stereoscopic readout on the program schedule you'll see the podcast link click that you'll get the whole archived menu of everything this show has ever done uh which i'm pretty happy about actually before you used to only be able, you used to only have like the last four shows I did, but they sprung for extra storage space. I guess it would have been anyway. Um, Plastic Cloud is what you just heard. We played Plastic Cloud last week in part one to close the show out, and today to open the show, you heard Shadows of Your Mind from their one and only self-titled album, which came out in 1968. Plastic Cloud, hailing from Bay Ridge, Ontario. Uh, There were other bands which I alluded to getting to, and we're going to be getting to them this week as well, including, uh, how do you put it, one of the bands that was supposed to be hotly tipped for success in the U.S., at least Albert Grossman, Bob Dylan's manager, thought so, and those were the Poppers out of suburban Ontario, Last week you heard, if I told my baby, you're going to hear a couple more tracks uh, today from their two proper albums. Uh, They were picked up by Albert Grossman in 1967. Um, He did renegotiate the recording contract they had with MGM, got them signed to Verve, got them onto the bill at the Monterey Pop Festival, but unfortunately things started unraveling at that point. Uh, Basis... Danny Gerard um, started behaving rather erratically due to his overindulgence in LSD. Um, they had to replace him before the end of the year. Uh, by the end of the year, also, drummer Skip Prokop was getting itchy feet and started to uh, go into more lucrative session work, um, although he would come back to record a second album with the band. Uh, the writing was on the wall for him, and he'd already started to put together his project Lighthouse, which had, a, I guess, a better degree of success in the early 70s than the Poppers had in the 60s. Uh, but they would leave us with two albums, Magic People and Ellis Island, and this is the title track to Magic People, released in 1967. Say 
again. This music, reggae music, is tell you, I tell the whole world, you know. Telepathically and physically and mentally and spiritually, we are telling them to this music, yeah. So you heard it here at Rocker Show 101.9 FM CITR. Nature in yours truly, George Beard, keeping the reggae music alive on the west coast of Canada. It's all about root rock, lovers rock, dance all reggae music. On CITR Rocker Show, Sunday noon to 3 p.m. each and every Sunday. For over 25 years of doing it nice, warm, and easy. Until next time, such time, keep the faith and spread it gently. Ja bless and ja guidance. Ja out. Bless out. And we're back. And props to George um, and the Rocker Show for 25 plus years of great reggae on your Sunday afternoon here in Vancouver. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR. And actually, I should add, if you're wondering about the crap quality of the... Oh, my, my... How do you put it? banter in between songs. I'm actually recording this at home right now. This is a pre-recorded show. I am working. Um, as you listen to this right now, I am probably somewhere in the greater Vancouver area installing a vault in a bank. Yes, I got a new job. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we heard two tracks by Toronto's The Poppers. The first one, Magic People, the title track to their 1967 album, and then Ooh, South Down Road, the lead-off track to their 1968 follow-up, Ellis Island. Now, I mentioned last week, I don't think I played them, but I mentioned last week that if there's one name that probably should spring to mind when you're thinking of Toronto in the 65 through 67 time frame, that one name which looms larger than all the others is the Ugly Ducklings, and even though uh, they were... I don't think they really made much of an impact outside of Canada during that period. They certainly were the biggest name in uh, Toronto. They were certainly the biggest house band on uh, the in the Yorkville Village circuit. Uh, released a bunch of singles and an album on Yorkville Records during that period and got to open for the Rolling Stones during one of their appearances in Toronto. Uh, I think a lot of media has mm, tends to overquote Mick Jagger saying that the Ugly Ducklings were his favorite Canadian band. Because, I mean, frankly, I don't think that he would have even known who they were if they hadn't have opened for them. But it's not really a fair also. It's not wasn't really a fair question to ask him. I, I doubt any... British Act would know what was going on in Canada at that time. But uh, they did quite... Um, how do you put it? Milk the association, shall we say, because um, Ugly Ducklings guitarist Glenn Bell was almost a spitting image of Brian Jones. In fact, there is a story in the book uh, Before the Gold Rush of Glenn making, um, making a nuisance of himself, peeking his head out from behind the curtains during their so at the CNE with, or sorry, opening for the uh, Rolling Stones and driving the girls wild because they all thought it was uh, Brian Jones looking at them. At any rate, uh, without further ado, um, let's just listen to a whole whack of tracks by Toronto's The Ugly Ducklings. 
conservation target of 10%. You'll get access to tools to help you conserve and you can track your progress online. Visit bchydro.com forward slash Team Power Smart to join today. This message brought to you by BC Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Uh, when you experiment with cut-ups over a period of time, you find that some of the cut-ups seem to refer to future events. Well, we went on to exploit the potentials of the tape recorder. Now, back to modern times. Tapes, tapes, Cut up, slow down, speed up, run backwards, inch the tape. That means uh, working back and forth across the tape head. Hey, girl. 
Ducklings here on Stereoscopic Readouts look at Ontario 1965 to 1971 part 2 following on from last week's part 1. The Ugly Ducklings as I said earlier they did really only have their success limited to the greater Toronto area but in uh, the decades that followed especially after their inclusion on several of the pebbles and nuggets garage rock compilations in the 70s they reformed in 1980 and recorded an album of new material and re-recorded uh, a couple of their earlier hits such as nothing which you heard off the top of that set uh, in fact that set began with nothing uh, followed with she ain't no use to me just in case you're wondering I Know What to Say, and then the last track there was their last big hit, uh, Gaslight, which ironically uh, recorded in New York City, and only, only and it was only the vocalist who was present for that recording. The actual band did not sh- uh, was not invited to that session. The session musicians were actually Doc Severinsen's Tonight Show, sorry, Doc Severinsen's Tonight Show band, if you can believe that. Uh, another, actually, and in my opinion, probably one of the best uh, Toronto bands from that period would have been Kensington Market, who formed in 1967 and quickly garnered the participation of Luke Gibson on guitar and vocals. Luke Gibson, the erstwhile singer and guitar player from Luke and the Apostles, who'd had a single release on Electra Records in 1967 even though it had been recorded in 1966. I think it was the uh, the lack of progress with Electra getting that single out, which led to the dissolution of the band. But they would reform later, and we're going to be playing something from the reconstituted Luke and the Apostles later in the show. But this uh, is Kensington Market. Yeah. 
Market three tracks from their debut album released in 1968 Avenue Road. You heard I Would Be the One, Phoebe, and Looking Glass. Kensington, Kensington Market. Um, obviously, if you're from the Toronto area, you'd know it's named after the eclectic shopping and cafe neighborhood bordering Little Italy. Kensington Market actually did achieve a modest amount of success in the U.S touring there and actually ended up playing the Fillmore West in San Francisco. They also got a uh, good review of the album Avenue Road in Rolling Stone magazine, which uh, at that point probably had only been in existence for about a year. I think some of this attention probably was due to their working with the producer Felix Papalardi for both their albums, Papalardi being best known for his work up to that point with the band Cream getting them to record in New York City as opposed to the UK. Kensington Market would last for a second album entitled Aardvark, but they broke up shortly after that, and unfortunately their bassist Alex Darrow didn't take this very well, and it's speculated that he kind of committed suicide. Um, He essentially just retreated to his apartment and meditated, neglecting his diet, because certainly the uh, coroner's report indicates that he died of complications due to malnutrition. Luke Gibson uh, would go back and reform Luke and the Apostles, minus Mike McKenna, who by that point had gone on to play with the Ugly Ducklings and with Mendelssohn McKenna Mainline. But... um, before you're thinking this is going to turn into all Toronto 65 to 71, I did say that this is Ontario 65 to 71 for a reason, because there's some other great music from both southern and northern Ontario that we have to get to, and one of these bands is Oshawa, Ontario's Rain Ghost. Yes. 
heart of dying amber and seek the crucible of life within one grain of sand.
listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada.
With you on stereoscopic readouts, look at Ontario 1965 to 1971 here on 101.9 FM CITR. Uh, started that set with Rain Ghost out of Oshawa, Ontario, a band. Um, 
Well, I won't say they started as the Christopher Columbus discovery of new ba- of new lands bands, um, but Bob Bryden, drummer, and uh, Linda Squires were from the Christopher Columbus band and jumped ship to Rain Ghost in 1968, 1969, something like that. Um, band did come out with two albums. And you heard uh, Travels of Blue Paradox. I think that's from the first album. I'm not entirely sure. Because both albums seem to have led a confused existence um, of being recorded and then shelved and then released at later dates, but while the other members had gone on to other projects, such as Bob Bryden, who by the point... The second Rain Ghost album had come out. He'd already gone on to a project called Christmas, which you heard next. From their second album, Heritage, you heard a part of our heritage. Both bands hailing from Oshawa, Ontario. Then you heard we took a jump to Thunder Bay. Heard from a band called Meriday Park, who also is known as NRG. That's N-R-N-G. A song called Witchcraft. You can get that off the Gaiety Records story part two. We put out by Pacemaker Records. Gaiety Records, a little bit of a a strange label put together by two guys from Thunder Bay who then based the label out of Los Angeles. I think their idea was to use it as a springboard to shop Canadian talent to um, at the LA area and US and the US market in general. So you heard Meriday Park, um, and then a band not actually associated with Gaiety Records, but um, did put out an album in 1970, um, the Jarvis Street Review, also out of Thunder Bay. You heard Sally's Hymn off their Mr. Oil Man album. Kind of a bit of an ahead-of-its-time concept album dealing with ecology and the energy issue which obviously is at the forefront of environmental politics these days um anyway where are we going to uh yes as usual 7:30 tonight um i'm not here right now this is a pre-recorded show but bleak should be in at 7:30 with exquisite corpse followed by ben and live from thunderbird radio hell from 9 to 11 11 o'clock is Hypnotic Groove, and then Pierre's in at midnight with Oral Tentacles to bring you through till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And we're going to continue with some more Torontonian, actually late 60s garage rock, starting with It's All Meat. This is Feel It.
Luke and the Apostles with a track that turned out to be their biggest hit. Um, they reformed in 1970. Luke Gibson got the band, minus Mike McKenna, of course, who was already playing with uh, Mendelssohn McKenna Mainline, back together um, and cut this single, You Make Me High, which turned out to be a bigger hit locally than Ben Burnt had been in 1967. And before that, It's All Meat, some late 60s Toronto garage rock. Uh, and in fact, It's All Meat, the Feel It was the song you heard, which was a single from 1969 for them. Uh, they're the reason why I this show or this special has actually been a bit of a misnomer, uh, 65 to 71. Yes, we started in 65, but unfortunately, uh, the latest we go to is 1970. So sorry for the fraudulent advertising there, but it was because I had anticipated having some more time to work with, and I had planned on playing something a little bit lengthy from It's All Meets 1971 album. Uh, but if you can track that down, it's got some interesting bits on it. It's not a terribly great record all the way through, but it's got some interesting parts Anyway, while we have ooh, about seven minutes and change left in the show, I'm going to get to two tracks by one of my favorite Canadian bands from the period. Um, we're talking about Bent Wind. This is from their first album, Sussex, released in 1969. If you can find it on CD, it's a good retrospective, or it's a good representation of their early work. <clears throat> if you see the same album on vinyl, do bear in mind there is a reissue on vinyl. You will be paying possibly upwards of four figures for their original, which came out on uh, Trend Records in 1969. We're going to, we'll see what we can get here, but we're going to start with Sacred Cows. Probably, I hope we can get to Mystify, but anyway, that is it for me this week. Uh, stereoscopic readout, pre recorded. On 101.9 FM CITR. Hopefully, I will be live in the studio next week, but we'll have to see. This is Bent Wind. We're out of here for another week. So long. Mm-hmm. 